What's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for cocktails? Cool characters. And the explosive relationships. You'll only find in cocktail? Well, rhythm. Your blenders. Or an earful of cocktail. There's a place. The world's most popular cocktail podcast. That's where you want. Fans of cinema cocktails will find much alike. That is, if you're not some no good yuppie. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little barman poetry, and we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws. Coglin's law: never show surprise, never lose your cool. Welcome to an earful of cocktail. Hello, I'm welcome. Uh, hello, this is uh, this is Hervey Markles. Hervey Ockles. Hervey Markles. Hervey Markles. That's a good. That's a good name. No, my name is Hervey Ockles. People. You know what I'm going to do post haste uh, is we're going to we're going to turn we're going to turn this down. You're currently you're currently haste. And we're going to we go. play this instead. Much better. Much better. Okay. Hello and welcome to an earful of cocktail. Hello. Welcome to earful of cocktail. This is That's the, what I just said. This is the top cocktail podcast. Top? It's <laughs> the top cock pod? It's the top cock pod. Okay. Uh, yeah. We, we break down cocktail for you. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's the analysis you just cannot get anywhere else. Um, That's probably true. Yeah. Um, and uh, we are now. Uh, this is episode eleven. Uh, we've been we've we've been on a long, crazy journey with uh, with our favorite folks, the cocktail crew, and we are uh, we are going to bring you some more. Wow, that got loud all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. So we, if you're just tuning in, um, we are analyzing the movie Cocktail. True. We are in the eleventh five minutes of the movie Cocktail. Correct. Okay. And uh, we are gonna. Uh, Put that five minutes on loop. We're gonna loop it, lock it. We're gonna discuss it. We've cracked the movie open, but it's not even over yet. So we, there's still a lot more to crack and open. It's like <laughs> it's like uh, the back half of a lobster. Let's play this theme song, which is usually the best lobster. It, with the back, wait, wait, wait. You don't think the claw is the best part of the lobster? Uh, I think you're thinking crabs. I am thinking of crabs. You're right. Uh, famous theme song. Right, it's time for corrections. Do we have any corrections from the previous episode? None that I remember. Okay.
the record show that Mark is clapping right now. There are easier ways to show that. <laughs> show, show, don't tell. Shoe, shoe, don't tell. How long this song is? It's pretty short. It's pretty long. Uh, it would take you if you listen to this all day long. It would, you'd listen to it like 420 times, right? It's a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> all day long. Um, it, well, especially when we don't have corrections, it gets very long. Uh, there's still 40, 40. There's an no, update. No, wrong, wrong clock. Okay, 33 seconds left on the song. Yeah, there's an update. Uh, I can wait though. It's not okay. Clicking. It's more clicking. Uh, okay, we're here. Hello. This it's been a while since you've been uh, you've been basically fleeing our country, I our, our beautiful nation. Flew the around coast. the world. Yes, you did. Literally. Uh, and recorded zero episodes of Earful of Cocktail while you're gone. Well, that wasn't my fault. Uh, okay. Um, that was. Uh, that was a factor. Society's of fault. Society, yes, society's fault. Um, yeah, I've been gone. It's been a few weeks. We're back now, and we're going to talk about cocktails. It's been so long since the last. So ep- long. So long. The so the, the, the famous Sacramento baseball team. Yes. Uh, it has been so long uh, that I think it's not a bit loud. What? Which part? Us or the music? I'm in my own voice. Is my own voice a bit loud? No, your own voice is perfect. No, no, the music's a bit loud. The music's well. I can take it down. How about that? Okay. Wow. Lovely. Uh, okay. So. Ah! <laughs> I just cranked up the hate. That's me oh, pl- no. <laughs> playing with, with headphones. That's a very bad effect. Where? So here's. No, don't do that again. Yeah, I'm not going to do that okay. high. I'm just so imagine, get- imagine you've had your headphone volume turned up on you. Okay. And then you start speaking. And when you start speaking, it's very loud in your ears. Yeah. And so your natural instinct at that point... Is put your headphones towards the microphone. Is to yell. No? Yes. It's to yell. I mean, if that- Because your ears have just been assaulted, and so you are yelling... I was just like, is this where in your caveman genes is it, is <laughs> is it the, advantageous to yell if, if you, you hear a loud sound? Yes, every, every, that's that's what you do when you hear a loud sound. I think you're supposed to yell when you see stuff like mountain lions. Sure, and they're anyway, really quiet. You're in pain, so you start yelling, and then you start yelling, and what does that do? It makes it even louder in your ears. So it's a it's a vicious cycle. I think there was actually feedback when you turned your headphones right into the microphone. Uh, but in the last episode, we talked about 
Is Zima out? Is Zima? That was a correction. Why wasn't that in the correction? No, we were just wondering or okay. pondering. Well, it, can you get Zima today? Yes or no? Uh, you could like a month ago. Well, and <laughs> did we? Uh, yeah, I, I've had many Zimas since the last episode. So it just shows you the passage of time. Yes. Circle of life. Uh, yeah, so uh, we are... By the way, here's an idea for you. How about we do key line pie first of all? First of all, so we are both going to lock in what the, the best key, what the line, key line what the is, key line in, of is, these five minutes is. Yes, I know what I know exactly. I wrote it down. Uh, I wrote down what it is. Okay. Well, are you, do you want to do you want to say we, it at the same time? Let's see if it matches. No, we, we'll say. Okay, this is. Are we ready? Ye- key line pie. Okay. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Stop There's a guy so sorry <laughs> for yourself, Flanagan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, okay, well. I said, you know, there's a guy who makes these. That's a good line, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also thought there's another good line. Your life is just one long night with a few short daylight hours. It's not called two key lines, Pi. Okay, well, uh, I think the key line is, well, we'll get to yeah, it. we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay, should uh, we get to the sink? We should get to spoiler alert first. That's, that does normally happen before the sink. I just, I'm, I don't remember how to do this show. Obviously. Yes. But you know what I do remember is that we have music for spoiler alert and it goes something like this. No. Oh, there it is. I thought you were, don't you were worry. touching the wrong don't one. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's just a little scared. quiet. There we go. And it's also not called spoiler alert. It's called who let the spoilers out. Well, the spoiler alert is when we alert people that we're about to play who let the spoilers out. Yes. Um, this is where we spoil the movie for you. Five minutes at a time. Yes. Um, okay, so this is, we have uh, basically someone else wrote for us uh, a spoiler alert of the movie. Uh, it is it is long, and it, it will basically spoil the movie for you so that when we discuss it in the uh, the famous analysis section of the show, you'll know what we talk about. Uh, and without further ado... In these moments, Flanagan informs her of his view of life, spending his time surrounded by millionaires and spending a great deal of time trying to achieve his life's dreams. Demoralized by the type of life he lived, she encourages him, saying every individual has his time of success and his is most probably waiting for him somewhere. While at the beach, she expresses to him her idea of having a family with him. However, this is not what he had planned for. <laughs> That's a good summary of that scene. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking out loudly, Jordan shared her also, wishes. Also, I do like that our that our spoiler author is now reading into the subtext. Well, I feel like that didn't happen previously. It seems like he has things that like he enjoys most of all to key in on, and yeah. he will kind of skip large amounts of text to hone in on his subtext. Yes. That's, uh, that's what we pay in the big bucks for. Speaking out loudly, Jordan shared her wishes with him that she had wished they stayed at the Jamaican beach longer and started the family there. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of repeating the same thing again, but okay. Uh, later, back at the bar, Douglas comes to buy a drink and asks how Flanagan and Jordan were doing, referring to her as a chippy. Flanagan, however, disagrees to his comment, wondering why it is that he is that he is said to have the chippies. <laughs> While Douglas always considers himself to be with a princess. He is said to have the chippies. <laughs> so, and that's basically it for uh, Who Let that's the Spoilers great. Out. That's great. That's been Who Let the Spoilers Out. And wait, Who Let the Spoilers Out? Uh, well, we did. We did! Uh, 
Very odd. Very odd drumming there. It's good drumming. So it was not very odd drumming. This. This is sick. All right. We are back in the mix here. Uh, yeah, we are in that uh, that vague limbo, that uh, awful purgatory between the spoiler uh, alert and the uh, letting out of the spoilers and the you know questioning what? of who let them out. Yes, uh, and then the sink. Yes, this is worst it's, part of the this show. This is the weird inter intermediary. Uh, I'd say interstitial, but sure. you know what it is though. It's powerful, powerful stuff. stuff. <laughs> it is. Um, yes. So uh, let's explain what you need to do. You at home yeah. or not at home. Uh, I would say, Step first one. off, you have to install MPV into your computer. Don't do that. It's great. It blows w- player would, out of the water. Would you, would you say it's powerful stuff? I'd say that, yeah. Okay. Um, so, go home. Yeah. If you're not home. Uh, so, if you're in a public library. Yes. Should you not stick around? No. Is it not good to watch movies? <laughs> I mean, there's no full frontal. You know what? Yeah. I missed it. I missed yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah well. That's a, that's a minor stuff. I, di- I didn't really have a, yeah, yeah. there wasn't really a, a segue in like there was for the other one. By the way, how do you <laughs> feel in general yeah. that like we were, pr- we were promised, oh, great. congrats. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we were promised that we'd have segues that redesign our cities for segues. Segues, segues, segues. Exactly. We had some of our mm. greatest political leaders. We're so excited about them. Uh, they said, like, this is going to change everything, and it didn't. Now we have scooters. Now everyone actually is going crazy over scooters. I don't think, well, I mean, scooters, you see a scooter, like, once in a blue moon. You see bikes all the time, though. Have you been in an American city in the last two months? Yes. Really? Which one? Uh, several. Which one? Los Angeles, California. Well, you should go to San Jose, California, I've or San Francisco. Last, I've not last been there. Month? I've been to San Jose in the last month. Yeah. Oh, you, and you didn't see the scooters everywhere. I didn't. I should have. People should've, are should've going Gaga over trip. scooters. Oh. People, oh, Gaga's involved. Yeah. Uh, mm. the, the the ground dom herself. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, no. It's just like they're taking over our cities, and and you know when it's a big deal, it's when the NIMBYs say it's like all oh, the the scooters are ruining everything, and that's when you know like something's happening. And they never say about segways. It's nice to have the scooters to distract the NIMBYs. No, they they, uh, they have it, it gives them more capacity. Power. I see. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. We. Oh, I love this bridge. All I'm saying though is, would you? It's so good. Would you rather live in a world in which you knew no one who owned a car, but everyone had their own Segway? Um. Yes. Wouldn't that be pretty cool? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you have like you know all cruise around malls together. Yeah. Elon Musk is making like. You know, new Segway varieties. Does it you know? approach at like a Wall-E level though? Of of sort of, it once if you replace walking, yeah, then you just have people in blob. You have blob people in blobs. Well, they figure out how to make Segways faster and faster. Well, the 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 pod things are pretty fast in Wall-E. Um, yeah, but you have to stand up in a in a you know Segway. That's true. It is more active. It is much more active. Uh, and you could like build like a treadmill Segway. You can do every, you can do all sorts of things. Mm. That'd be fun. A treadmill Segway. How does that work? You like walk on it about like two miles an hour, but it would go like forty miles an hour. Sure, it's, it's kind of like a, your airport going down the uh, the moving walkway. I don't like those. 
I don't. T I whenever I see have you, I whenever I see a movie walkway in an airport, I go. I go on the normal. You turn around. I, I turn around. I say, "This is not the airport for me." Yeah. Different, not this hallway. I'm. I'm, I'm I will. Well, find, what don't you like about them? I know. I don't. They're not faster. That's what I don't like about them. That is empirically not true. <laughs> no, it's, I've had this argument several times. They're not fast because the problem is you get on that moving walkway. Everyone else also gets on that moving walkway, and then yeah. you're stuck behind other people standing on the moving walkway. Whereas if I walk. Yeah. I can go twice as fast as all those people standing on the moving walkway. Well, you have to take charge. Uh, and this is one of my favorite things is in the spoiler alerts for the movie uh, Up in the Air. Have you seen that? Yes. Yes. I have seen Up in the Air, yeah. So uh, George Clooney spends a lot of time flying. He, he's a frequent flyer. Very at, frequent. At one point in the movie, he gets onto a moving walkway and mm. stands on the left side and stops. And the spoiler alert says anybody who's a frequent flyer would not do this. And that's true. It's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Because if you go to the airport, I mean, really what you do is say, like, I'm going to the left of you. It doesn't matter if they're hanging on the left bar. You can squeeze around them. I mean, you know, it is your right to say, I'm on your left, on yeah. your left. And, yeah. And that's fun. That on escalators, on moving walkways, you have to own the left. I say own the, the normal human ground. Yeah, but what if... I don't like the robotic walkway. I think it's inhuman. So, as well. but you, you, you I think people should walk. You said basically the one thing about it, though, is that it slows you down because people block it. Yes. If they weren't, though, yeah, would it be good? I still don't like it. I like, I like, I like the challenge of I'm just going to walk twice as fast. You could do that anywhere, though. You could walk twice as fast ever the part of the airport and then go on the moving walkway. Yeah, but it's more. It's a nice challenge to not to <laughs> to walk quickly on my own terms. So every day you're not on a moving walkway is a challenge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I want the Jetsons' future. I want those everywhere because they're beautiful. Okay. Uh, sink. We ready? Are we ready for the sink? Well, here's the deal. Go home. Break up your con cocktail, not your convoy. Yeah. Break up your cocktail into five minute chunks. Sure. Grab the eleventh of those chunks. Yeah. And loop it. Is that zero in next? They're not zero indexed because the first chunk is one. Good. Second chunk is two. Excellent. Third chunk is three. Yes. Fourth, Fourth chunk, chunk is four. four. Fifth chunk is five. five. Sixth chunk is six. six. Seventh chunk is seven. seven. Eighth chunk is eight. eight. Ninth chunk is nine. nine. Tenth chunk is ten. ten. And the eleventh chunk, which is very important for today, is, is cocktail number eleven clean. clean. Dot mp4. That, yes. That. Uh, yeah. So you should get ready, and uh, you just uh, fire up your mpv machine. Yep. And without further ado, are you ready? Three, two, two one, three, three, two, one, and go. Profession. More like my obsession. Oh. To pay the rent? I think I, I, think I screwed up the sink. Yeah, the sink is, sink is very right bad now, right now. I think I said three, two, one, and go. And go. Yeah. Sure, I know the place. And go. And go. I'm, I'm working. I'm working. There we go. Now we're synced up. We're fine. Great. That was almost a disaster. But you can always recover. That's all the beauty of live radio. Yes. Uh, and so, boy, do we recover well. By the way, delete that on on the desktop. Delete what? There's a green circle on the desktop that needs to be deleted. Green circle. I will compress it. <laughs> I don't think it does. That's not what we want. Okay. No, actually, that should be deleted. That's I will. Well, I'm, com I'm compressing it first, and then I'll delete it. Good. Okay. Uh, this is not a good five minutes. Not a lot happens. I mean, no, nothing happens. Why do you think we were trying to stall so much in the uh, intro segment? Yeah, uh, 
So, we sh should we do what we normally do, which is to break this up into the scenes that we'll be discussing yes. in further depth? Yeah, so we've got scene number one. Scene number one is, is conclusion of the fight on the beach. Of the fight on the beach. Which is really a second fight on the beach. Yeah, we really, the fight on the beach really kicks it up a notch this time. Yeah. Um, to it, some really serious uh, fight moves. Uh, scene number two, uh, we are talking about entrepreneurship. Talking about printership. Yeah, entrepreneur talk. Uh, but a, a very laid back, um, very laid back entrepreneur talk. It's here. relaxing. It's relaxing. There's um, uh, cocktail umbrellas involved on a, on a dock of sort. A yep. Dock or what do you call this? It's a porch. It's a lot of lot of shoe management. A lot of shoe talk. A lot of shoe talk. Yeah, shoe on shoes. Shoe, shoe shoes. Shoe talks about shoes. Yeah. Yep. I was saying shoe on shoes. Shoe on shoes. Is that a, is that a segment? segment? No. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, well, we'll get more into that. Uh, scene number three is uh, by a waterfall. Yep. See, scene three is a doozy. It's long. Yep. Uh, scene four is uh, fireside smooches. Fireside? I don't even remember that. Well, you'll see it in about two minutes. I watched this several times, and I don't <laughs> even remember that. I, it's all a blur. This this five minutes is a blur. Well, I mean, I think that if you if for a while you wanted to see almost nudity on screen, you, big payoff. Huge payoff, yeah. If you're hoping to analyze it on the radio, mm. it doesn't give you a lot to chew on. Literally. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, it's... it's I, not satisfying. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot. If we are talking about how often people talk about co uh, cocktail online, yeah, uh, I think this scene is something that people always talk about. Really? Yeah, the waterfall scene because it's per, it's almost nudity. Well, sure. And I think this is very formative I mean, for for people who watch this because this movie is rated PG thirteen. I mean. But, Oh, is it? Is I see. It, but there, I mean, there's movies out there with actual nudity in them, and like a lot, like a lot of movies. Uh, that is okay. That's closer than I remember it being. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this literally <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> I got kind of lost on this whole. It's, this part just, yeah, it was not doing it for me. Um, oh, it's actually R. The, okay, it's an R-rated movie. There are plenty of other R-rated movies with 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 nudity in them. I guess not shoe nudity. See? Shoonity. Fireside, fireside Sh smooches. Shoonity. People, people are wild about shoe. Yes. Um, a lot of people, like, it's kind of crazy. We, uh, we've seen multiple people. Uh, there's a thing on Twitter. It's like, how did you get your name? And multiple women named Jordan said that I was named after uh, the character Shoe in, in Cocktail, which is kind of crazy. That's weird. I don't know anyone named Shoe. Yeah. Uh, Actually, no, that's not true. I know someone with a nickname, Shoe. Wow. Really? But it's S-H-O-E. Hmm. Yeah. They, uh, is the nickname after the comic, st comic strip Duck? No. Or is it Pigeon? I don't know what the nickname is after. Yeah. Oh, I, this is the fireside scene. Okay, yeah, this I also kind of wrote off as soap opera dialogue. Uh, well, we'll get more into it. We and will. Then, and then five is, uh, is... Five is an incredible scene. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because it's the only bar scene we get in this whole five minutes. Um... It's it's kind of part of the next five minutes. It we, is yes, yeah. but it's just a great it's a great scene and it cuts off really well. Let's listen to it. How are you making out with that little blonde chippy? 
How come I've always got the chippies and you're always with the princess? Well, that's a Christian profession. So good. It is, <laughs> it is a question. Should we should we analyze that first? Uh, no, no, we want to save that for last because it's the best scene. Uh, also, uh, while we have people uh, basically pining for the future, we have everyone's favorite segment with fresh eyes coming up uh, in a half hour or so. Or so. We'll or see. So. We'll see. We'll see how it all times out. Uh, so, yeah, so we have five scenes. What are we going to talk about? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Which of these five scenes? Because, I mean, there's one that I feel there's a lot more to chew on. Um, and there are uh, there are two that have almost nothing to chew on, and there is uh, yeah. Okay, let's Pick well, well, let's go let's go chronologically because that's less confusing for the listener. <laughs> Great. Okay. Okay. Number so, one, fight, fight on, on the, the beach. We open uh, with basically the, uh, the what happens when when a shoe draws a cruise. Uh, the thing is, conflict happens. Clearly. Yeah. Cruise wants the drawing. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Flanagan. Brian Flanagan. Flanagan wants the drawing. Cruz, yeah. who knows? He probably he, wants the drawing. He's an actor. He just he he, he disappears into his character. What an actor! <laughs> exactly. What he's nearly actor. invisible. Also, Cruz, you'll see by our Twitter timeline, Tom Cruise looks very weird from the side. Yeah, there's a there's a shot of him, a uh, pure profile, which is him at his weirdest angle. You know, his nose is kind of small and weird. It's kind of like a big wad of gum. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's in his, like his teeth are, are sticking out. So he's a weird-looking guy. We've been on the record many times saying this. He's a short, weird-looking guy. You know, um, we added him on Twitter today, so he's probably listening to the show. Oh, nice. Uh, welcome, Tom. Well, <laughs> uh, we also got a bunch of uh, feedback. The big controversy on, on Twitter these days is saying, is it... Let's say that you, like most people, are having a basic boycott of the Church of Scientology. Okay. Is it okay to watch Cocktail, or is it not okay to watch Cocktail? And for some people, this depends upon what year did Tom Cruise join the Church of Scientology? Because that's the thing that matters. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and what year was that? So I'm going to just We've pull We've got conflicting the reports, I know. Yeah, so the, the, the thread... This is a thread started by Doctor, um, and it says, this is Doctor LP Out. Don't know what that means. Fortunately, Cocktail was released in 1988 because it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and Tom Cruise joined Scientology in 1990. Top Gun 2. Uh, that's what Doctor... Top Gun 2. That Top one's coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun T.O.O. Uh, predates the Scientology, which mm. he says. And then a response was by... Uh, Mrs. Mapother. Uh, Mrs. Mapother. You know what that means, right? No. That's Tom Cruise's real name. Oh. So, so this is why this I defer. This is a Tom Cruise expert. And, and, and she replies, he joined in 1986. Sure. And for no other reason than this is the account called Mrs. Mapother. And as of the time I looked at this, her avatar was a photograph of Tom Cruise. Now it's a photograph of... Uh, of uh, an aloe plant saying you had me at aloe which is a Tom Cruise reference but it's it's a Tom Cruise account uh, do we think she's right here I'm gonna say yeah okay give it to the mumpother uh, so I believe that you say uh, it's cocktail it's got uh, dynamics all over it right <laughs> I th- sure okay just, just. All right, so are we now are we boycotting it I think we need to shut down the show we're gonna shut down, shut down the show right? yeah. we're done
Okay, we're back. Yeah, it was, um, a, it was more of a moment of silence than a boycott. It was it was a short boycott. Mm. I mean, I think uh, Tom, if you're listening, I think he probably turned it off. So everyone else, thanks for sticking with Stay us. You're a real fan, unlike our fake fans, like uh, like Tom Cruise. Uh, okay, yeah. let's talk about fight on the beach. Yeah, conclusion. So, but he wants to see her drawing of him. He wants to see her drawing of him. Also, while she's drawing him, there's more bad banter. Um, the, the banter is, I'd say, is adequate. Okay. The, um, the, the, the conversation is about, is she a professional artist? And she is not. Her, her art is not very good. Uh, well, we don't know that. We've seen the, we've seen the last <laughs> That was pod. an early sketch. Yes. Po- very possible that the, that the later drafts got much better. Well, some some artists they try to get all the bad sketches out of them sure. so that they when they finalize it it's, sure. it's only got good stuff left. So here's okay so so she says she works at Jerry's Deli. He knows the place. He knows the place. He then uh, says the famous cement Danish, home of the famous cement Danish. <laughs> what good, good banter. <laughs> good banter. What what is what is a Danish? What is a Danish? A Danish is a uh, pastry that's usually filled with cheese, right? Yes. What is a cement Danish? Uh, I mean, this reminds me of an old. Uh, it's a line in the Spike Joe's uh, Spike Jones. Uh, yes, we have no bananas. <laughs> At one. <laughs> <laughs> the fight on the beach is really good. At one point <clears throat> in the uh, Spike Jones, Yes, We Have No Bananas, which, by the way, is going to be in the public domain next year. So get ready. Do you want to start Whoa. a band and just do public domain songs being released next year? Are there going to be a lot? Every song that came out in 1923, you can now record now. And wow. Release. So I'm going to put in an album of just 1923 stuff, make a million bucks. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, he has a, what's a bagel? A bagel is a donut dipped in cement. That's a, that's a line from the song, uh, and I can't help but think about that because a, you know basically, what do people say? Like a bagel is a stale donut. That's what everyone says. Everyone says that. Well, it's a line saying that this is a deli. Everyone, everyone says it. Yeah, they're saying that the deli has stale pastries. Sure. I think it means a cement Danish. Cement Danish. Because good pastries are soft and fluffy. Sure. Bad, Bad pastries are cement. Are cement. I, I think that's pretty clear. Okay. Uh, but he says, are, is this your profession? Says She says, shoe says. Shoe says. Shoe says on the seashore, uh, no, it's not my professional. It's my obsession. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember if like this is the thing that ever comes up again in this movie. No. Well, we don't know. We haven't seen the rest yet. Um, I don't think so. But let's keep in mind no the spoilers. art world, because uh, what what is the role of art so far in the movie? Art art, art definitely comes up later in the film. The more it costs, the better. The better it, it is. is. And yeah. her, what is what is hers cost on the beach? Uh, the, the price of love. Hmm. Yeah, that's expensive. It is expensive. It must be pretty good. I mean, really look at what it look at what this outlay costs in the resort. So she says that basically, does your artwork pay for the rent? She says not yet. Uh, right now, I'm working at Jerry's Deli. Yeah. So she's paying for rent in New York City, uh, apparently on a on a waitress salary. Yes. Uh, which in 1980 like, was a prop was a viable I, I, proposition. I, I, Maybe I can, she's got a roommate. Yeah. I mean, no, no. It, it's it's plausible. Yeah. Uh, are we supposed to believe that she paid for this resort uh, vacation herself? Well, she went in on it with a few friends. Yeah, and we she know seems that to much. Be, as far as I know, she pay, like her friends would have paid for it. Because she is obviously a caretaker of them. Yes. Yeah. She's helping her friends out. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I would say that I know a lot of people like that. You know, you get you get in a circle with rich friends, and then you get like free trips. I'd say, based upon her, th on what she says, I think this is probably what you'd assume. It seems to fit fit the bill. Uh, so yeah, just in general, that's uh, <laughs> that's what she says about this. But he does not leave that alone, and he says, uh, "It's a famous line. I'm gonna steal your I'm gonna steal your drawing," and then he takes it away from her. Yep. Uh, and then they basically square off, and then uh, in, a, in a really excellent way. Yeah, I mean, um, this this movie came out in 1988. Did the did basically the the one on one fight game exist at this point? What? Well, well, I'm gonna say, assume you know as a video game. Um, uh, 1988. Because um, I mean, that was blown open was Street Fighter Two. Yeah, which would Street have Fighter been... One was a beat 'em up, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I I don't think the one-on-one -on -one fight game was existed until the early '90s. Yeah, because you couldn't have sprites big enough to actually to to have like to have that work out, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so, but in any case, they square off exactly like a one-on-one -on -one fight fight scene, mm -hmm. including like this nice back tropical background. Uh, check out our Twitter if you want to see see uh, a mock-up of this. It's, yes, it's, it's, it's basically they're basically in Street Fighter. They basically are Street Fighter. Uh, his his move is he circles around her and then he puts his hand on her forehead. Classic move. Holds her away. He's yep. using his longer arms to his advantage. Good on him. It's good. Good move. Well done. Uh, she struggles for a bit. Then she takes off her. Uh, she takes out out her leg. She takes it out. She of takes off out her leg. She takes off takes off outer leg. Takes off. Uh, takes off on yeah. the outer leg. It's an excellent move. Do you think they had a fight choreographer for this? They must have. I mean, I think yeah. they hired Jackie Chan. It's well, and and I mean, for the movie in general, I feel like I mean, there's we've we've had this is the second instance of wrestling so just far. Just between these two. Just well, oh, then it's the third because we also had we had bottle to the neck. Oh well, that's true. But we also had wrestling in bed wrestling with. Um, oh yeah, Coral. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Tom Cruise. Well, it, Brian Flanagan. Flanagan loves wrestling. He's a scrappy with, little Irish dude. He's a scrappy Irish dude who loves wrestling with the women. Would you call this a? Uh, what would you call the genre of this movie? Would you call this romance or, the, or boxing? This is. Oh. This is a fight film. <laughs> I'd say it's a fight film. This is a fight. Film. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so that's that, and then they end up. Uh, he ends up on his back. She wins. She wins the fight. Yes, let's take a poll. Fight yeah. on the beach. Who wins the fight on the beach? Well, Flanagan. What were the stakes? Uh, seems like the stakes were over ownership of the drawing. of the drawing. Sure. Yes. Yeah, but it was the fight became a proxy fight. It wasn't. I mean, the drawing did not was not the object of the fight by the end of that. Right. Yes. The fight just was a was a symbolic fight over the painting. So who wins the symbolic fight? Um, I would say uh, Cruz took more damage. Yep. I'd say Shu uh, and ended up KO'd at the end. So he did. Uh, he actually swore. He was so he was such in a bad way. He swore, which I had to edit out. I didn't. I didn't hear it. Yeah. I it seems really well. I mean, no, I heard it when I listened to it. But I mean, to to say the lines. Um, let's say he uh, he takes the drawing. She says, "Hey, don't look. It's not done." He says. This doesn't look like me. She says, it's the real you. He says, you've captured my innermost soul. Oh, oh my God, are you okay? And then he, 
Then he then he swears and says, "Are you okay?" Ah, so let's hear that next time around. Yeah, that's it's good good fight banter. Uh, yeah. So I mean, she, he was so hurt that that shoe sympathy was was evoked, right? Sympathy, sympathy. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically all I have to say about that scene. I mean, we're yeah. stretching, as we know. Not a lot of interesting things happen there, but God, we are we're going to really be stretching for the remainder of the show, <laughs> except for scene two, which I'll talk about for over an hour. Okay, scene two. Here we go. What's scene two? Scene two. Um, scene two is the when they're on the nice relaxing dock. Oh yes, some good dialogue there. Yes, and yes, we, we talk about making money. Yes. We talk and we hear the line guys make everything guys make everything that's that is a line oh no no sorry that's a note I wrote (laughs) (laughs) with such confidence that's a real line in the movie (laughs) no it's a summary of several lines from the movie yeah yeah they're talking about guys making things so you think it's actually about about it's it's gender studies I mean, they keep saying guy. Well, I mean, I think between lines, I think sure. it's saying that they are the the ones who are driven to make money in the eyes of this hyper-competitive masculine world. Women are the trophies, and your millions are, are what you do to, to get them. Mm. Uh, so, basically, you talk about how do you make a million dollars? And Tom Cruise's uh, answer? You make things. Basically, he says, you you make commodities... You corner the market on a commodity. You corner the market on a commodity such as the tip of your shoelaces. Yes. And then somehow you are the only person who makes it. And uh, so, okay, so first off, I am, for as much as I really like Haywood Haywood Gold's work, I feel insulted. Uh, I feel that he, he, he insults the intelligence of the audience. If there's one of those words that everybody knows, like, oh, I bet you don't know the name of that, everybody knows the name of a few things that, like, fit that description of, oh, nobody knows the name of that. And those two things are the line between your nose and your mouth. You know the filtrum. The filtrum. And the other one is the tip of your shoelaces, which I would show off. Yeah, I have one working one. The flugelbinder. You know what it's really called, right? Yeah, the flugelbinder. Well, what's the real name, though? Uh, the flugelbinder. The aglet. <laughs> Man, I didn't know that. I'd say it's a very famous word, the yeah. aglet. Okay. So that's the thing. It's like, oh, but you know that name. I'd say that's any other fit that description. Because I'd say those two are very high on the list. Um, the sleep. Sleep in your sleep. eye. Sleep. That, no. In your eye. No, everyone calls it that. Are you saying what the real name yeah, is? Yeah, what the real name is. Um, crusted eye wax. What's the name? I mean, no. I mean, I don't know. No, you have to have an answer. Well, I mean, I can find the answer. No, I'm saying a famous What's one that sleep like in your eye called. No, it's not famously has a. Fr- wow. You know what it's called? It's got a great name. Yeah, but no one knows it. Rayum. R H E U M. Oh yeah, I always Rayum. Yeah, some eyes are called roomy. Rayum. 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 If I, I call them room. When when what. This is a very confusing description. It says, when you're awake, gooned doesn't cause any problems. It's room. my innermost soul. Room. 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 So you go. Room. 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 That's it. Actually, I knew people referring to old people as being roomy. 
but I didn't actually know they referred oh, to the sleep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. You know, there's a guy who makes these. One guy. He must be exhausted. Yes, he is. But still, he gets up in the morning and he kisses his wife and he goes to his drink umbrella factory where he rips off 10 billion of these a year. This guy's a millionaire. How about the guy who makes these? How about that guy? I mentioned it. The guy who makes these. And those little wrappers are made by another guy? What about these plastic things at the end of these laces? Hmm. He's probably got one of those weird names, too, like a... Lugalbinders. Lugalbinders, right. <laughs> we sit here and we're surrounded by millionaires. You rack your brains day and night to try. And then he gets sad. Let's let's get back to that later. Mm. Uh, but let's oh, wait, no, hold on the line. Poor baby, he's frustrated. You get a bar job to keep your days free for your real gig. After work, you're so charged up, have a few drinks, you know, hey, it's party time. Days get shorter and shorter, nights longer and longer, before you know it. Your life is just one long night with a few comatose daylight hours. Stop feeling so sorry for yourself, Flanagan. Perfect. It's funny stuff. It's good gag. Stop feeling so sorry for yourself, Flanagan. It's funny. It's, it's, it's I mean, is that, that's Tom Cruise's best Irish accent? He is Irish. It's Cruise? Yeah. Mar- Marlboro? What was his uh, real last name? Uh, Mapother. Mapother. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about all the commodities that they say that, you know, people are, are making a lot of money making. Sure. Uh, there are, there are basically five mentioned here. Yes. We start off by Number one. Paper. Cocktail, drink, yeah. Umbrellas. He calls them drink umbrellas. They're drink better known umbrellas. as cocktail umbrellas. Cocktail umbrellas. Yes. Uh, Cockbrellas. He, he makes the claim that one person makes them. It is a monopoly uh, producer who makes ten billion a year. <laughs> ten, is that? Yeah. I, mean, I, do, I, I doubt ten billion. I, I wrote down here firm estimation problem. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I let's, mean, let's how many that. cocktail umbrellas the world needs per yes. year? <laughs> yes. Let's. Okay. Uh, Should we do that now? Sure, yes. Yeah. So there's like six, seven billion people now? Seven billion? There's seven billion people. Seven billion people. Each person. Yes. Well, let's say let's say about half those people drink cocktail drinks. Sure. Okay. So that's 3.5. Let's round it down to three. So three billion people are exposed, or three billion people drink a cocktail drink. Of cocktail drinks, let's say maybe 20% of them have cocktail umbrellas in them. So. Okay, repeat your numbers. Three billion people drink cocktail drinks. I'm gonna let you roll with this. Of those, is that is that too many? I mean, oh, I guess there's a lot of kids in the world. A lot of kids in the world. Okay, <laughs> fine. Let's say one billion people drink cocktail drinks. <laughs> Consider the amount of, like Muslims in the world too. A lot of a lot of kids. A lot of Muslims. Yeah. Some Mormons. Some Mormons. Some teetotalers who are n- none of these. And some people who just. Don't hate, hate, drink. Hate tr- tiki. Hate t- some people. Hate to relax. Okay. okay. Let's say one billion cocktail drinkers. Sure. Let's say of cocktail drinks, ten percent have cocktail umbrellas in them. Sure. So we now we're at we're at a hundred million. Yeah. A hundred million people that are that drink a drink with a cocktail umbrella in it per year. Do you think it's a monoculture? That think seems it's, reasonable. Do you think it's just as common in China as it is America as it is in well, Sweden? Well, it's common anywhere where they're trying to create that aesthetic. 
but does a that, lot of places. Does that exi- we're not we're not geography is not a factor in this estimation. We can do it without that. But you start off by looking at the entire world, but it yeah. seems like you might be judging it based upon. American we'll revisit culture. that later if it beca- if the end result seems weird, then we can sure. revisit our assumptions. But sure. currently, we're assuming global audience. Global. Yeah. Hundred million people every year are exposed to a cocktail umbrella. Exposed or personally? <laughs> Hundred people every year are stabbed in the eye with a cocktail umbrella. I mean, like if you're in the room in one, or it's like it's in the drink. No, no, it's in the drink you are drinking. Hundred yes. million people a year. We're not shared drinks. Someday will. Um. Right now, though, I'm waiting tables. I mean, yeah, I don't think that'll affect it that much. Okay, sure. Okay, so a hundred million people. Yeah. Is that high? That seems a little high. It's a no, third of all Americans. Third, that seems about right. I'd say about a third of Americans. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. 100 million people a year. Of those, probably on average, let's say they have two drinks a year with a cocktail umbrella in them. Because would you make the estimation that people... A lot know, of people only have like one. Because like, if you look at the distribution of drinks, yeah. like half of people don't drink at all yeah. in America. Yeah. And then like there's the top 10% have like have 10 like, drinks a day. Have 10 drinks a yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. I think very few of those have drinks that have the whole rigmarole of having sure. a cocktail and Sure. Okay. So I'm going to say, so let's say two on average per year. Okay. Two? Three? Three. Let's say three. Okay. Four? Sure. Just, just name one. Let's say three. Yeah. Let's say it. Let's say three per Why year on average. Then that's 300 million yeah. cocktail umbrellas a year. Uh, you're hired. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, 300 million cocktail umbrellas a year. What did Tom Cruise estimate? 10 billion. 10 billion. Okay, he's off by an or, uh, almost two orders of magnitude. I mean, I'd say it's an incredibly high number, unless we're stockpiling for the future. I don't know about the great reserves. Does he say he sells or he makes? He, he makes them. Okay, well, I mean, he can make as many as he wants. And then he says, uh, that man is a millionaire. <laughs> if he's putting that much into his uh, his his unsold inventory, yeah. my guess is that man is a debtor. What? A debtor. You, you don't think he's able to sell? Let's let's say he actually sells them all. Sure. Like, what, Ten billion? Yeah, well, at least the most part. Let's say he, he sells all ten billion. Every year. Every year? Yes. And he's making... Like a cent on each one. I mean, if oh he, no, if he, they're in like packs of a, of like a hundred, and he probably makes like two cents on the pack of a hundred. Why would he be making two cents on the pack of a hundred if he's the only guy making? That's them? true. He's probably making like ten dollars on the pack of a hundred. But then again, he's a millionaire. <laughs> uh, so he's okay. So he's got at least a million dollars. Yeah, million million dollars in assets, which could just be the Umbrella Factory itself. Possibly he's generating no profit. So you're you're saying maybe he puts all of his money back into his... Well, the Umbrella Factory is probably worth at least a million dollars. He might be cash poor, but Umbrella Factory rich. Exactly. Which is basically poor. Well, depends on depends, <laughs> depends on where you find value in life. Yes. Uh, so okay. There's a lot, lot of information about the history of cocktail umbrellas, which I sure. think we should get into because this we, is we have time to kill. Cocktail. Uh, here is a line from Wikipedia. I'm just going to read this to you. Yes. Most of the drinks that cocktail umbrellas are found in are tropical drinks. However, they are not all tiki drinks, as some would call them. To be considered a tiki drink, the cocktail must contain rum and exotic fruit juices. Following- uh, not all tiki drinks have rum. Uh, what is this? What a- Citation needed? Cita- yeah, citation, citation needed. Is, uh, what is a tiki drink? Tiki Tolteca. 
I'd never heard of Tiki Tolteca. Tiki Tolteca. Hmm. Uh, so following this definition, drinks such as pina coladas would be considered tiki drinks, but ones like the Hawaiian margarita would only be considered tropical. This is due to the fact that Hawaiian margarita contains tequila instead of rum. That's so, not that's not where the line is drawn. It's very weird that this bold assertion shows up in the in description the of <laughs> Wikipedia, Wikipedia article. Yeah. Yes. This is like I was reading the Lance Armstrong Wikipedia article uh, earlier today. Yeah. And the first paragraph has been uh, aggressively rewritten recently. Uh, well, what has changed about it? <laughs> well, so the first paragraph used to say like he was a cyclist that won a bunch of titles and they were stripped of him due, due to doping, right? Okay. Now the first paragraph reads Lance Armstrong is a cheater. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> So like there's there's active vandalism on his page. No, it's well, I mean it was done by a named editor, so it's, oh. it's not really vandalism. Oh, that's, like it's his, just that's his that's his main yeah. thing. His main thing is that he's a cheater. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the question, if you ask uh, Beach Bumberry, Jeff Beach Bumberry, and Beach Bumberry is the authority on tea drinks. Uh, where did I mean? I'd say that. Should we send an email to Beach Bumberry? Sure. Uh, there, there is some uh, basically. Uh, there's some claims that Don the Beachcomber was the first one to use a cocktail umbrella in the 30s, but I'm going to defer to Beach Bumberry, who says uh, that a bartender named Harry Yee, who was still alive as of a few years ago at least, at the Hilton Waikiki, was the first. He used to garnish his cocktails with a stick of sugar cane, but that was at the time when everybody was still smoking cigarettes. After they chewed in the sugar cane, they'd set it in ashtrays and you have to scrub them clean. So he came up with something new. Uh, Yi first used an orchid, but the umbrella is what really took off. Uh, people now call them umbrella drinks now, says Beach Bumberry. Uh, the first cocktail given umbrella was the Tapa Punch in 1959, according to an article written by Rick Carroll in 1998. So why were they ever used? Why Why were they around? To why put they your exist? sugar cane in. Uh, Beach Bumberry surmises they were used as toothpicks and garnishes for food. Oh, there is a toothpick on one end of it. Yeah, it's an actual yeah. toothpick. It's a yeah. useful. It's a useful device. Yes. Uh, or possibly people put them in their hats. So there, there's other huh. kind of back and forth, but that's the main. Uh, there's <laughs> there there's it talks about all these. That's a long article. It is, and lists all the drinks that uses them. Have you ever? I mean, you've never bought one for your home bar. The uh, the sunken galley. Have you? Uh, bought a oh I have a whole box of cocktail umbrellas oh, yes really? I just don't use them uh, we are only for informational value uh, what how much did you pay for your box uh, I forget it was probably like I don't know twelve dollars was this at Smart and Final or probably was it? something yeah. like that yeah Smart and Final ish so what what was the cost per um uh cost per was probably on the order of like I mean I think it's like it's like two hundred of them or something yeah so two hundred. Like let's say it was fourteen dollars, fourteen dollars, twelve, twelve dollars. Sure. That that that'd be what like six cents a piece. Six cents? That seems like too much. I'm gonna say it's four hundred of them. But let's be three, clear, three cents a piece. These things open and close. They do. They, They're impressive. Like if you had to make these, these are incredible things, aren't they? Yes, you're probably making them at very thin profit margins. Yeah, but uh, that's how you make. That's how you become a millionaire. I believe we've. Oh. Hold on. Okay, you you hold down the show. I'll be right sure. back. Very important um, things here. So hello, hello everybody. Sorry for yourself, Flanagan. Can't get it to work. So I guess I'll just use pushing fingers. 
Welcome back. Oh, thank you. So I, I went I went to the hallway. I just meditated for a bit and came back. Yeah, it's been good. We've been giving our viewers a nice break. Uh, we're, what well, is... Oh, no. Someone opening and closing cocktail umbrellas. Uh, it's, it's good. Um, uh, how, the first one she opened had a hole in it, so now she's opening a second one. And uh, she's and talking about it? Yeah. Uh, and, and miking things very loudly for some reason. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's That can probably stop now. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So we now have a guest. Where did our did we lose our movie? Never go. Home. Oh no, we're good. Okay. Yeah, we never lose. Wow. Movie. Oh, you turned it down to focus on cocktail umbrellas. Well, I just wanted to share that video. It's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in our guest now. Don't use Don't use that. Don't use. <laughs> is it not this one? Well, look what it says below it. It says auto mic. Do not use. Uh, so switch it. To the okay, next this one. So don't don't use. Yeah. Okay. Out with that um, we're in a studio where on, where someone has put a uh, piece of masking tape over the board, saying "Do not use." So that's when you know you're um, you're dealing with quality. Okay, uh, we're going to bring in our special guest. Uh, uh, do you want to introduce yourself, special guest? Well, I suppose I can. I'm I'm your aunt. Yes, my aunt is here. This is the second family member we've Very had for fresh, with fresh eyes. Did we have another of my family? My, my mom was on it. Oh, your mother was on yes, it. That's right. Yes. Okay, good. So, mother, aunt, we have all sorts of family members dropping in for the show. Um, have you seen the movie Cocktail? I have not. I have seen clips over the years because, of course, it is so famous. It's a pop culture phenomenon. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, so, we are going to... We, we do a segment sometimes, occasionally, a uh, fan favorite segment called With Fresh Eyes. And as part of With Fresh Eyes, we have someone who has not seen the movie that we're discussing, previously Convoy, now Cocktail, uh, watch five minutes of it and try to explain what is happening, both in those five minutes, but more importantly, in the movie overall. So we'd like you to extrapolate from what you are seeing and try to explain the overall plot of the movie. Oh, okay. Um, Read the movie in your mind. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we are currently, so we, we play this movie in the background as we do the show, so we have about four minutes until it loops again. <laughs> So we're just going to fill those four minutes now, and then we will start the segment. Okay. I, I okay. Get, and you have one more fun fact in the meantime. Yeah. So cocktail uh, umbrellas now are mostly made in China. So at the top of a cocktail umbrella is a little knob. 
this little knob, you can actually take off, rip off. And it says made in China? No, there's a bunch of, like, paper that they try to get as cheaply as possible, so it's usually newspaper. So if you take it off and open it up, you usually get Chinese newsprint. There's secret Chinese messages in our cocktail umbrellas? Apparently. Isn't that something? That is something. Yeah. Um, did you? So I, I did ask, do you have any trucking questions? <laughs> well, I, My aunt is a trucking expert, a truck expert at least. Yeah. So, so we, we talked about uh, trucking for about 50, 56 hours. About, so. yeah. Uh, is trucking going to be automated within, uh, within 10 years? Yes, it will be. It already is. Yeah. You know, the first the first part of the automotive moving industry to adopt some of the advanced technology was the trucking industry. And they adopted the early cameras and lane departure warning. And they had a big incentive to do that because most trucks, when they get in an accident and someone sues them, they lose the lawsuit. Hmm. So companies had a big incentive to start filming their trucks on all sides and they basically turned that around so what are we going to do with all the truckers who are no longer going to be trucking well think about it like this all of our flights all the planes you take you still have pilots in them they take off and they land but because it's such a sensitive thing we keep pilots in them i don't see even if trucking becomes more automated i still see the need for drivers in there you're going down a highway at 60 miles an hour with 80,000 pounds behind you you need a the, the public's just not going to let that happen overnight that'll so, be a long time coming so, so is trucking culture going to survive trucking culture yeah as long as you have people in the in the trucks in fact they're going to be talking more probably yeah they're going to be less <laughs> less less driving to focus on more cb talk focus on to focus on that is true yeah they should look <laughs> um Okay, so we have about like a minute and a half now? minute and a half, yeah. Okay, we're killing time beautifully. <laughs> and any other questions for your own aunt about trucking? Um, uh, let's see. What's, what, is the, um, uh, what is the most complicated part of building, uh, most complicated part of the <laughs> truck building process? Oh, it's the electronics. Okay. As, we, as we get more and more electronics, all the testing protocols you have in there, just to make sure that it's as it's designed and the safety protocols. We'll, pro- we'll test our electronics probably four or five times before it leaves the factory just to validate. I saw a video just today on, on, on the internet, and it was about someone, like a new truck thing, where someone pulled in front of a semi and stopped, like just slammed on the brakes, and the truck braked in time, which is like... Well, there you go. That's I They're mean, already smarter than we are. Modern modern trucks? Wow. Yeah. It was, it was impressive to watch. Um, okay. I'm going to now transport this laptop. It is wow. about to loop, uh, and w- you are just going to roll into commentary as soon as you see it, and just okay. tell us what's happening. Try to explain it. Okay. So uh, we now have uh, co-host Alan Joyce is leaving the studio, walking, taking a right turn, walking into uh, Outer A. He is presenting his laptop to his to his aunt. Uh, he is he's still the screen is pointing at me. Are you going to flip it around last second? He okay. wants to surprise me, I Apparently, think. Apparently, yeah. The last scene might give away. Okay, we have a whole last scene. Scene five is still going on now. So we're going to wait. Making out with that little blonde Seven, chippy. Six, How come five, I've always got four, the chippies and you're three, always with the princess? Two, well, that's a okay. question. Profession. More like my obsession. So pay the rent? Someday I will. So describe what you're right seeing. Now, though, I'm, uh, waiting tables so it appears Jerry that she's uh, drawing a sketch of him. Home of the famous cement Danish. And he's using yeah, some really bad lines. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, now he takes the picture. He wants to see what she's drawn of him. Uh, oh, that's that's charming. He, he holds her on her forehead, and then she just knocks him down on the sand, which is... So these guys must be dating at some point. Well, one would hope at this point that they're in some kind of relationship. And now they're sitting by the sand. So a cutaway, you don't really know what happened there. Oh, there's your umbrellas, your famous no, cocktail umbrellas. One guy. He must be exhausted. Yes, he is. But still, he gets up in the morning and he kisses his wife and he goes to his drink umbrella factory where he rips off 10 billion of these a year. Does he know they're made in China? This guy's a millionaire. How about the guy who makes these? How about that guy? I mentioned the guy who makes these. And those little wrappers are made by another guy? So they're really interested in where things are made. So are they trying to figure out what they're going to do with the rest of their lives? Is that what's going on here? Maybe. Maybe. That could be. That could we, be happening. We can't give any hints. So how do these people we in the background? That's it's everybody's in a couple. Like there's there's a couple going down the the river on a boat, and there's a couple behind. Money making scheme. Tom. Some guy corners the whatever his name is. Tom Cruise is fine. Tom yeah. Cruise. <laughs> and then there's a. It looks like a. I don't know, a guy with a really hairy guy with a hat on the back, and it's yeah, sitting there. After work, you're so charged up, have a few drinks, you know. Oh, he likes his work. He's charged up after work. Well, that doesn't always happen. Well, shorter nights, longer you know it. Your life is just one long night with a few comatose daylight hours. Ooh, I guess not. <laughs> I, I read that wrong. <laughs> Stop feeling so sorry for yourself, Flanagan. Hey. Your flugel binder is out there waiting to be. What discussed. is a flugel binder? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're referring to so. the tip of your shoelace. Huh. Do you know what the real name is? No, I don't. Tip of your shoelace. Uh, an aglet. An ag. Oh, okay. I nice. didn't either, so. Oh, good. Well, that's okay. So that's a nice place to go swimming. These two obviously like each other a fair amount. <laughs> You can describe. Well, they're you know they're in the water, kissing each other, and he's I don't know. She looks a lot, well, I don't know, taller than him, which I think for him is not I, a surprise. It's not hard to be yeah. taller than Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's telling him to go away, but she's just being coy. Just being coy. Up, oh, get naked. Yeah. Well, that does happen. Yeah. <laughs> They seem to be liking it. They, they like each other, Fairmount appears to be. Oh, well, she just did full frontal for him. He seems very pleased by that. A little French kissing going on. And it's very clean because they're in the water under sort of like a waterfall. So the, the water's pouring all over them and she seems very happy and so does he. And it goes to black. Oh, no, not quite. It's nighttime now. Wow, they were together a long time, it yeah. appears. They went from lunch to night. And now they're by a fire, so it must be pretty hot. <laughs> I think that's what we're supposed to read into this. <laughs> so have they declared love for each other yet in this movie, or is this just sex? I don't uh, think he knows her name. He, he doesn't know her name? Well, we don't know her name. <laughs> oh. Little hut over there on the beach. I'd fish and pick coconuts. No, huh. 
So now they're going native. No. They're gone from being capitalist and industrialist to going native and being happy. So being capitalist and industrialist, you make money, and you're, it's exciting, but it's exhausting. But then they would like have kids and sit by the beach. But he didn't like the kids line that much. He's thinking about it. Cut to the club and the dance scenes. <laughs> our dinner scenes, our cocktail scenes. Hey, cocktails, come into this movie. Yeah, I know. It does there happen. There he goes. Oh, he's a bartender. He's got the chippies, and you're always with the There he is. Ooh, that's a Christian profession. And there's the loop. And All right. What was that last sentence? Did you? Uh, well, so that's a question. The, the, yeah, the, the last sentence is. Well, that's a question. Well, that's a question. Oh. It cuts off. I mean. Yeah. The line before that is, why am I always with the chippies and you're always with the, the princess? So, <coughs> who says that? Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise says that. Why well, am I always with the chippy? What's a chippy? Well, we don't know. So, a chippy, I mean, like, a, I just think of California Highway Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> a regular Estrada. <laughs> That's prob- that must be it. I don't think so. So, now, in your mind, what is, what is the story of Cocktail? Well, it looks like two people are on vacation, although he's working. So, I mean, this is a very nice place to be hanging out. And there was an interesting guy in the background with the on the paddle boat. <laughs> so, like, there there's definitely some subtleties here where, like, minorities are working hard and... And white people are sitting there dreaming. That's I think that we have we have noticed that in have previous noticed five that? minutes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what what is the story of, of cocktail? What is the conflict? What what do people want in it? And what is what do you think happens? Well, I would say essentially it's this. Um, what appears to be is some people who are trying to figure out what their future is going to be. Do I care more about money or do I care more about love? And they're sort of in this point in their lives where they don't really know what it is they really want and they they don't it doesn't appear have like a strong moral compass to to direct them one way or the other like th- those are those are questions that you think younger people figure out hmm. how do you think the movie ends oh they'll get married you know, they'll fall in love. Maybe not get married, but they'll they'll end up because it's it's a U.S. film, right? I mean, that's generally what happens. Is the, <laughs> it is. You know, so they'll end up together, and they'll probably come up with some great idea that doesn't make them have to work too hard. Uh, yes. You're listening to uh, With Fresh Eyes. Uh, this is Earful of Cocktail here on KCSU Stanford. Unless you're listening on the podcast, and then so, it's not. So, 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 by the way, uh, the etymology for chippy, uh, meaning a promiscuous young woman uh, or a prostitute, Known as U.S. slang dating back to 1880. Oh my gosh! This is what he just like his romantic love. He just referred to her as that. Well, oh, talk about misogyny. Had her referred to as that by this other guy. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. And he just lets it go by. Uh, He's challenging. Why are you calling my relationships with being with chippies versus yours being with princesses? Oh, you think that's what he meant at the end? Yes. That question. Okay. There's there's a lot of of casual misogyny. Yeah. Both textual and subtext. Uh, they say possibly this came from the uh, phrase chippy, which is a common nickname for a sparrow. Hmm. Which I've go. seen. I have a book like How to Defend the Birds. They call it, oh, the standard chippy you see outside. Huh. There's a chipping bird because it sounds yeah. chip, 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 oh. And they're pretty yeah. common. Yeah, they're one of the mm-hmm. most, like every like little tiny, tiny, tiny guys. So uh, what? It, uh, how do you think the movie started? <laughs> is the other question. We, sorry, we have, we have a series of questions. <laughs> yeah. How do you think the movie started? <laughs> 
Well, um, I'm not sure, but I don't think they were together. Mm-hmm. I think that this is something that just, this is something they found each other at this point in time and space. Um, he's probably off on an adventure somewhere trying to figure out how to make his money because that seems to be a focus, at least of that five-minute clip. I'm not sure what's motivating her to be with him. That's a little bit of a question to me because clearly, I don't know, clearly he's got some strange friends. I don't know if she's met, has she met his friends? Does she know this? Has she met his, she's, she was was sitting sitting in front of him as Coghlan showed up. She was in between him and yeah. his friend as they talked yeah. at each other. Yes, yeah. over her. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 she's she's interacted with 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 good friend Doug Coglin. Has she has she actually been formally introduced to him or just like well pointed out like kinda, that's the babe? I'm... Her name has not been stated in the movie at this point. No. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've been calling her Shu, which is for Elizabeth Shu, which is the actress. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all we have to go on. So yeah. that is really interesting. Like this character has no name so far. It's kind of it's very it's very Hollywood that a name isn't necessary. It's about star power. Does he have a name? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's got a name. <laughs> he's had a name for but a while. It's unclear uh-huh. why he has to have a name. I think in he the could, future, well, he could just be Tom Cruise. He, he kind of be. is in character, Tom Cruise. Yeah. But he's a a short, awkward looking man. Huh. Strange yeah. guy. Well, I mean, he's not that awkward looking. So will you? Have you seen him from the side? <laughs> At the beginning, you'll see him. He's weird, weird guy. Uh, have you uh, just after seeing these five minutes? Do you feel like you have you'd want to see the rest of the movie? Not really. I, I have <laughs> I have no empathy for either of these characters. Would you want to see the start of the movie? Um, <laughs> it stopped. <laughs> Would you? Okay, here, sure. here's the question. And she's not a very good artist, really. Would, I mean, the sketch that you can see, it's not that good. Well, that's what we were talking about. That we think. I mean, it's a, it's not done. Uh huh. That's it's true. An early stage <laughs> sketch. And the way he like grabs her forehead like this. I mean, that's just not. That's not very. It's weird. Romantic at all. It's it's not, it's not the first time it's happened in the movie. In, in the last oh, five really? minutes, they fought. Like they have actually had physical physical combat on multiple occasions. <laughs> and not just that. It's not the first woman it's happened with in the movie. Huh. Yeah. His previous relationship also involved wrestling. So when was this movie made? 1988. 1988. Based on huh. a book made in uh, the early 80s. In the early 80s. Yeah. Interesting. So there's a lot of promiscuous sex going on. They're not too worried about like HIV or anything like that. That well, It's interesting. We, we touched on this last uh, episode. It's this interesting, do you want to explain your duality argument? Well, I mean, I I think that's getting too deep into things. But to just just uh, to reflect on the question, yeah, this isn't a movie where the AIDS scare really is of no concern to anybody. Mm-hmm. If maybe the movie is already in flight because the book was written eighty three, and then they made a bunch of different presses, and I think maybe it's it's supposed to be in a lot of ways. I mean, we're getting into deep text about what the movie is, mm-hmm. but it's certainly sold as an escapist movie. Enjoy watching a. F- a man who throws drinks in the air, spend time in Jamaica for a while. It's escapist. Yeah, the, and I think you don't want to think about people dying of STDs. I think that would be a bummer. In, in the, right. Yeah. But it didn't certainly didn't educate the at all. Right. It, it was not writing. an educational film. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it quite that way. It didn't. It didn't uh, in any way impact how they thought about writing this script. Because they don't have to... I mean, you're going to have a lot of romantic and, and tension about, oh, do I want to be with this person or not without a lot of sex? But clearly this is not the point of this movie. 
I mean, would it be with this, with this? Could they do this movie without them sleeping together? I think they could have easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it probably would have been a better movie. But. And then the movie, I think, is fundamentally about kind of maturity and finding a place in the world. I mean, I think the fact that you know, really, they're having any kind of sexual escapades is mostly I think a way to kind of sell the movies being titillating mm. more than being very like mm. essential to the story it's telling. So how old were these people supposed to be? How like in the book he was 38 years old. 38. Oh, 38 what? my but they, goodness. They, they, they shaved it down quite a bit. Yeah. And the book yeah. is much more fundamentally about a man without really a place and a purpose. He is serving the eternal, you know, bar shift and going nowhere in life. Which is, I mean, we have a line in these five minutes, which is is probably the closest thing to being emblematic of that. The line about you, what is it? The Stop feeling so sorry for yourself, Flanagan. <laughs> Stop feeling so sorry for yourself, Flanagan. Um, the one before that. Um, you. It's like one long, yeah. one I, I, long party I, I or can, something. I can just read it with ooh, with, ooh. with short, short awake times in between. Yes, is that I mean, the line. The idea is, he says, uh, he's frustrated. He says, you get a bar job to keep your days free for your real gig. After work, you're so charged up, you have a few drinks. You know, hey, it's party time. Days get shorter and shorter. Nights longer and longer. Before you know it, your life is just one long night with a few comatose daylight hours. Which, that feels like something straight out of the original text. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that is more about the way of just talking about the entire aimlessness. The way it starts off in the book, too, saying that his daylight hours reserved for his real gig. Is that clear? Is that happening here at any point in the movie? Because it's really, as soon as we well, know... Well, no, because he, he was going to school. He was not putting his heart into it. No. Yeah, and he wasn't very capable of it either. And it seemed not to be his real gig, and he certainly wasn't, you know... But, but that's the whole point, is that sure. the day gig becomes not a gig at all. So his gig is basically kind of vaguely trying to learn about how to become a successful business person. Yes. Which, based upon his understanding of the commodities that he hopes to produce... He, he has is, not been successful. It seems like his understanding is still very uh, improper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He's talking so about, what's her motivation for being with him? I mean, clearly, he's 38 years old. He's a bartender. He doesn't know well, what he wants out of life. Is she like trying to fix him? She didn't exist in the book. She's oh. she's only in the movie. And okay. Basically, he had to take a sad book about drifting people wasting away in life and make it into a fun movie starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think okay. in the movie, they're having fun. She she is kind of a cipher. I mean, if you see like people on the internet, they say, I want to find a, a girl just like Elizabeth Shue in, in Cocktail. What does that mean? <laughs> I think it means they want someone who will just be kind of a cipher and just like me and get naked and then, on the beach. And, and hang out under waterfalls. And not really have a personality. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then eventually go away, which means they wouldn't end up together. Like, if that's what you really want. Well, you have to watch the rest of the movie to find I, out. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. Now I may have to. Or I could Google it. I could find out. I mean, the ways that they... I mean, you can kind of guess. You see a movie, it's going to be boy boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl again. I mean, every movie is like that. Mm. The way he loses her and regains her is dumber than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> but we'll get to that in future episodes. Uh, All right. Should we conclude? I think, unless you have any other thoughts... No, I these. think I'm tapped out on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for for guesting and analyzing with us. Uh, we're going to continue our analysis that has been with fresh eyes. You're very much welcome. Drink umbrella factory rips up ten billion of these a year. I'll be right back. We're now having more. How about the guy who makes these? How about that guy? Mention it. Guy who makes these. 
And those little wrappers are made by another guy. And you're back. What about these plastic things at the end of these laces? Mm. And I'm back. So let's talk more about commodities. Yes. So there are five commodities they talk about being produced. Uh, yes. Umbrellas. Paper cocktail umbrellas. Paper cocktail umbrellas. Number two. Ashtrays. Um, ashtrays. <laughs> yes. Number three. Um, flugel binders. No, no. Was, oh, um. I mean, I believe this is not explicit, but she picks up basically something on the table. I believe it is wrapped sugar packets. Yes. Uh, I thought it was wrapped toothpicks. Oh, yeah. I thought they're sugar packets. No, because they talk about the thing and the thing inside the thing, right? Which I thought was the sugar, and then it was about and the wrapper. But it's weird, like what was like the wrapper and the toothpick. Like it's weird. It's I mean it's all weird. But, but you you produce what in any case you produce either the the toothpick or the sugar and the wrapper, and then finally aglets. Yes, well, flugel binders. Uh, flugel binders. Is there anything interesting about ashtrays? Um, there, well, there's a lot of different types. I remember one thing uh, back in like the early 90s when Al Gore was campaigning. He said, we need to cut government waste. And he mentioned that basically the U.S. government has their own kind of ashtrays that they manufacture or at least they contract out. Mm. And they are specially designed to be to not injure anybody. When they break, they always break into five pieces. So he broke a bunch of them. And they always broke into five pieces. Which is, that's pretty fascinating. But yeah, I mean, people love ashtrays. Not, I mean, they're pretty inessential now that people don't smoke anymore, but the government itself may make ashtrays, not just one guy. Excellent. But in, but in their world, there's one guy who makes each commodity. Yeah, one guy, well, I mean, maybe it's that ashtray, not yes. necessarily ashtrays in general. Also, I think they're just picking things up from the table, so it's not, I mean, the fact is an ashtray should not yeah. be significant. So I was looking this up. I mean, sugar packets, I'm usually used to it being kind of like a square. This is interesting history. Uh, the sugar packet was invented by Benjamin uh, Eisenstadt. That's the guy. Well, yeah, the guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was the founder of Cumberland Packing. He's or, a millionaire. Or better known today as the Swedenlow Company. Eisenstadt had been a big, had been a teabag factory worker and became irritated by the task of refilling and unclogging all the sugar dispensers in his Brooklyn cafeteria across from the Brooklyn Navy Yard. He did not patent the idea, and after discussions with larger sugar companies, lost market share. What would be the name on the patent for the sugar packet? Um, that's a great question. A, a, a device, a mechanism. For, wait, do you have a patent over there for a sugar packet? No, I do have a patent for... I was trying to find out uh, uh, cocktail umbrellas. Yeah. And I couldn't find one, but I did find one for a uh, beer brella. The beer brella <laughs> is patented? Uh, yeah, but it, it is lapsed, so you now can... Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it, do you think the Corona Rita is patented? The Corona Rita holder? This oh. is the drink at, at um, Chili's. I think it's Chili's. Yeah. Where there's the the margarita with the mini Corona bottle perched on the side of it, and there's a custom custom molded plastic device to hold the two together. Probably not. Think that thing's patented? I don't think so. I okay. Actually, I, I need to Great. see a photo. Uh, should I? I mean, there's also discussion too about the the paper cocktail umbrella. Yeah. Does it serve a scientific purpose? Does it actually keep in the sun the ice from melting, and does the alcohol not evaporate quicker? So oh. got scientists go in and say, no. That Why would that be a scientific purpose? Because it keeps the alcohol from evaporating away. <laughs> That's a, for science. Yeah, for science. But people did discuss this on the uh, on basically the history. On the, on the cocktail umbrella blog? Yeah, and then finally aglets. Uh, so, uh, so of these, uh, which do you think have a single manufacturer? 
Um, I would say probably. Like, for example, it's kind of funny. Like, zippers? Yeah. Zippers. There's like, one manufacturer. There's, like, one company, yeah. YKK, makes, like, uh, all the zippers, right? Umbrellas. Same thing. There's only one umbrella manufacturer left. Yes. That's funny. But I think that might just be in the U.S. I mean, there's... When you talk about, you know, basically high market share companies, the question is what stops them from, you know, kind of increasing the rate as much as they want? Why couldn't they just charge $100 per zipper? Because other people... Well, because someone else would enter the market at that point. Exactly. So basically they can only charge basically the extra amount they can with the friction of someone else either spinning into the market or basically doing it more inefficiently with less capital to kind of make it at the same economies of scale. Uh, Aglet. An aglet metal uh, tag of a lace comes from the uh, French. Aguilette. Which is basically any kind of thing. It's worth looking it up. Uh, it's It's a fun Wikipedia page for Aguilette. It's an entire history of different kinds of uh of kind of military garb, and they, everything kind of ends with like weird chains and and whatnot. So it's okay. like a big thing people had. Uh, so that's any kind of way you end rope. But now you mostly see at the end of a shoelace because it's actually functional, as opposed to you don't need like weird dangling. And things. how many manufacturers are there of it? Very hard to find out. Um, I did find out the aglet goes back all the way to uh, Shakespeare. Isn't that fun? Shakespeare used the word aglet. <laughs> Uh, he said it in, in this is a line from Taming the Shrew, and I'm just going to read it because it's always fun to read Shakespeare. Yep. Nay, look you, sir. He tells you flatly what his mind is. Why give him gold enough and marry him to a puppet or an aglet baby or an old trot with ne'er a tooth in her head? An aglet baby? An aglet baby. Is, are you sure Shakespeare is talking about the, the, that, the rope and aglets? Uh, this is a line from Taming the Shrew. This is from uh, English Stack Exchange. What is an aglet baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so uh, the idea is what is an aglet baby uh, is the aglet baby was a small carving on the head of an aglet which carried the lace. So basically hmm. imagine you had imagine you had a shoelace with an aglet at the end and imagine you carved a little baby into it. <laughs> Why would I do that? Shakespeare times, you know, people like to do stuff like that. Okay. So he's saying you could have married him to either an old lady with no teeth, or a puppet, or an aglet, or an aglet a, baby. Okay, great. I would I would choose the third. So here's just an idea for you. Yeah. If you want to make a big splash in the aglet scene, you can make the carve f- babies into them. You could be the first, you know, modern manufacturer of aglet babies. So it is a very pre-90s thing that all of the business ideas are all manufacturing ideas. Yeah. And and franchises. This movie is, franchise, is, is franchise, 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 franchise. It's, it's Flanagan is either going to get rich by manufacturing yes. or by franchising. I mean, how? If, if this movie were made today, Flanagan yes. would be pitching every startup app whatever software idea it is weird though that like it sounded like a lot of ways he was talking about he wanted to basically make a passive income stream by basically he wants to create something just make some money but when he describes Mr. Uh, Umbrella umbrella, he gets up every day he goes to the factory and he he makes 10 10 billion umbrellas that's active work Mm -hmm. and when you make passive income basically what you need is something that gives you 
basically the exclusive right to do something. I so if think... you have patents, for example, you mm. can get large rents because sure, because you, you are the only one who's legally allowed to make something. I don't think Tom Tom Cruise. I don't think Brian Flanagan is necessarily. <laughs> Uh, searching for passive income. I don't think he stated that explicitly. That's true. I mean, I think I just... He, he says he wants to make a million. That's all he says. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, it actually, I give him credit, and this is very pre-90s, mm-hmm. that he is talking about actually doing stuff to make the million dollars. Yes. And I'd say now the dream is, is passive income streams. Like um, uh, snap flipping. <laughs> Like snap flipping, it's 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 the nation by storm. Everyone is snap flipping. But let's compare it to other passive income streams. Uh, what is used repeatedly? They're talking about the people who own half of of Manhattan. Yeah, that's a passive income stream. Uh, depends. Uh, when they talked about earlier, I mean, I'd say a big core of the movie, someone wants to become the Donald Trump of the cookie business. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That's active. Is is it though? Yes. Because Trump largely you're buying cookies, you're selling cookies. Trump largely made his money and fame by selling his brand, which was a passive income stream. Mm. He built the brand. And he's the only one able to sell the Trump name, and then he licenses. It. I see. Which I don't know. I mean, that's that's a big question. But in any case, at the end, and this is, I think the most kind of cryptic and weird part. Uh, is they talked about okay, so over here you're trying to make a million, and then some guy corners the Flugelbinder market. So when you corner a market, you know what yes. that means. Yeah, it, uh, well, it depends. Yeah. Uh, but it means you are the only supplier in that market? It means you basically, by kind of buying the right kind of suppliers, mm-hmm. you become the only producer of something and gain a monopoly power. Yes. Which, it's kind of hard to imagine <coughs> what would allow someone to, to corner the Fugelbinder market. Because they're or, so commoditized. I mean, of all things, if you're going to corner the market for New York real estate, that's actually very plausible. There's you, a limited amount of it. There's a limited amount of it, and when you're done with it, everyone says, God, nothing I can do. I've been, <laughs> I've been cornering the market. If you corner the market in making small plastic extruded coverings for shoelaces, mm. someone else could very easily start making these things. Yes. So I think it's very dumb that he's talking about making just kind of simply produced manufactured wealth as a way to corner the market. So the other thing that's kind of dumb, yeah, the way in, the the way in which he handles his foot <laughs> that he puts on the table, he puts he puts it sort of near her, and then she kind of like grabs it. Yeah, but it's it's like it's floating in the air for a good like thirty seconds. Well, I think this is a play on the fact that we are we don't know her name, so to us she's only shoe. So then he holds up his shoe. Oh, and with shoes, shoes, and then shoe takes in shoe, shoes, shoes. Yes, shoes, yes. shoes. Uh, also, I the the people in the background, as pointed out by our with fresh eyes guest, um, are excellent. They're great. Also, in the background, I couldn't tell if there's continuity is is direct or not. I think it's the continuity. They don't really try to make it. Uh, She's connect. got sunglasses. She continues to have sunglasses. Well, there's people in the back who are rafting by, and it looks oh. like they're not rafting. It looks like different people are showing up at different times. I do like the the like casual offhand nothing comment that she makes about like, oh, we should go do that tomorrow. <gasps> That's what I was gonna say. I think that is so. <laughs> it's such a great opening. One is it kind of so. The, and to be clear, the guy that's the guy rafting <laughs> by, or the the like local probably local jamaican yeah rafting by what mon mon rafting by (laughs) rasta 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 rafting yeah on the on the rover rasta fairing yes on on the water and with some passengers aboard yes a bard yes 
And then, uh, and she makes the comment, oh, we should do that tomorrow. It's, I mean, to me. And she says it even weirder than that. She's like, oh, we should definitely do that. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow? Is uh, that, she says something like that. The actual line is, um, we should go on one of those. Tomorrow? <laughs> we should go on one of those. Tomorrow? Yeah. Very good. Uh, it's beautiful green water. Mm. Uh, and it yeah, looks, looks, lovely. It looks pleasant. It, it looks like a mini golf course water. It is. It does give you a nice break. This seems like a nice place to spend it, but it does speak to the fact that there's like a weird kind of hedonic purgatory here. Everyone's mm. just consuming and kind of just being purposeless, and it speaks to the fact that what he's trying to do in the daytime seems undermined by the fact that he is not in a place where people do any work. They just kind of consume and make basically the slave class work for them. It's, it's, it's very, you know, it's just, it seems like... Being at this resort sounds kind of stressful insofar as everyone is just, I want to do that. <laughs> you know, just, I don't know. It seems like it seems like it's real, it's real empty, empty-souled stuff. It's pleasant. Yeah, but at what cost? And I think exactly. it's the cost of your soul. Um, That's a high cost. It is a high cost. Uh, other stuff, let's, are we, is this, this scene, we're actually, we're running shorter on time than we would have expected. Well, that did take up, uh, that did take up a lot of time to do with fresh eyes. So yep. big ups to your, your aunt for, for killing time. Um, so the scene by the waterfall, I, I, I'm... the scene by the waterfall, I could only think of one thing while watching this. A kangaroo Jack, baby. It's very similar. It's, it's exactly <laughs> the scene from kangaroo Jack. Is the scene from kangaroo Jack possibly a parody of this? I don't think it's a parody, but I think it the was... The waterfall is the same size. Yeah, I think it's it was, the same weirdly small waterfall. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, that is a classic uh, The kangaroo... Jo- look, and the woman's on the right, man's on the left. Yeah. The kangaroo jack scene is... Abs- Does she take her shirt off in kangaroo jack scene? Uh, no, because it's only rated PG. PG, it's wow. T- so, the thing is, he's covered with grime, and he wants to take a bath there. Yeah, and then she hops in. No, she's already bathing. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's just, let's just I don't look. I I really need to rewatch Kangaroo Jack. I'll admit that right now. We all do. Yeah, great soundtrack. Oh, too, all right. Come near me, I'll kill you. So nervous. Very similar. You have absolutely no effect on me. No. You think you do? What a movie! The obvious. Two point five million you are views. So not even my type. You could kiss me right now, and it wouldn't make the slightest. They're kissing. <gasps> Music hit. Nothing? No. Sorry. <laughs> hey, well, I hate to break it to you, honey, but that kiss did absolutely nothing for me either. Well, I'm not surprised if that's the best you can kiss. Oh, you want to see the best I can kiss? As a matter of fact, I... Better music. In in this, yes, I like the ambient. Uh, it's it's like meditation music. It's you know, it's like crystal caverns music. It is, and if you like more of that, you should stay tuned for the uh, for the friendly acupuncturist. Unless you're listening, listening on the podcast, and then you shouldn't. We should add it as a special bonus track. <laughs> Very good. So that's that's Kangaroo that's Jack. the Kangaroo Jack scene. Great. Very similar scenes. Yes, different well, dialogue. I mean, most movies, there's five storylines. Yeah. Boy meets, boy meets girl. Boy goes to waterfall, goes to waterfall with, with girl. Boy needs boy. to take a bath near the waterfall with girl. Yep. She tucks off her shirt. Boy loses girl. And boy gets Boy gets girl. Yep. That's, After work, yep. you're so charged up. Okay. So, we, so waterfall scene. 
I thought so. The I thought well, a I wrote down waterfall kissing sequence is straight out the of music, Kangaroo Jack. The music, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad yes. you. Glad, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We of course. Uh, I I like. I like the fact, uh, well, I understand what I like. but first off, uh, Jimmy Cliff did the music. I like Jimmy Cliff a lot, did not like the music in the Waterfall scene. Although in Kangaroo Jack? I, no, in this. Oh. Uh, the, in Cocktail, it's Jimmy Cliff with his song, uh, 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 Run for the Shelter. Oh, yeah, Run for the Shelter of, of Your Love. love. Yeah. Run for the... See, I thought, I kind of, for a second I thought it was Gimme Shelter. Do you know Jimmy Cliff? I know Jimmy. 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 Jimmy Cliff. No. No, he's a... You should watch The Harder They Come. He's a uh, ska, reggae artist. Uh, he's very uh, very notably starred in a great kind of, you know, uh, reggae ska gangster movie in the early 70s. Okay. He's, he's great. This this song, not great. So many times. Uh, do you think the thing... What, how many times did he say, give me shelter? The weird thing about this... Yeah. Well, what's the weird part of the scene? The, so I wrote down, yeah, Shu taking her bra, feel, her taking off her bra feels very awkward. Is and that, then she, and then she takes it off. And what did she, she say? Was she t- ta da ta da? Yeah, it's a very, it's, <laughs> and then leaps towards him. It's yeah, it's this very like, um, I, I don't even know how to describe why it's awkward, but it's it's like. It's this like, oh, you're expecting me to take my shirt off. Oh, I did. Ta-da! <laughs> right? It's like this. It's it's almost like a meta comment on what's happening. Well, she's she's she is kind of she is kind of expected both in the movie context and as a character in the basically meta text of the movie to perform. And sure. to perform is to take off her, sure. her top. Uh, also, when they say ta-da, she throws her bra. Above the waterfall. Above somewhere. the waterfall, and then it, it rolls immediately down the waterfall. Does it really? Yeah, you can see ah, it. I and, missed that. And then he takes off his oh, like his trunk wow. and throws them away too. Like, are they? It's going to be very hard to recover these things later, right? I don't think they care. <laughs> Look, yeah. they're wrapped in a blanket now. Oh, they got blankets. Yeah, they 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 got a, they're nude in a blanket together. They're yeah. they're very happy. Do you think it's it's worth the movies running for the shelter and they they aren't running and they're they're completely unsheltered? And no, actually, the waterfall is the shelter. I think the waterfall from, is nature. From your love, <laughs> I think that I think the waterfall is actually beating down upon them, and, Poss- then, oh. and then they immediately start start talking about uh, basically having a hut on the beach, a form and of kids, a form of shelter, hut on the beach. I do like okay, so the when they talk about kids, yes, uh, her comment. Do you remember what she says about the kids? Uh, yeah, they, they'll look good in dreadlocks. They'll look good in dreadlocks. Well, before that, they talk about providing. And yes. this is where they talk more about gender roles, mm. of just the fact that Tom Cruise, Brian Flanagan, mm. says, I'm going to provide, I will catch fish and grab coconuts. And she says, no, I'm going to. You can knit uh, hula skirts. Wait, no, it's the other way around. No. Yeah, is no, it? No, no. I think she's, doesn't she say she's going to catch fish and then... Yeah, she, she. Okay, I'll, I'll read yeah. The let's lines. let's let's go through. Read yeah. the lines. Uh, he says, "I'd build a little hut over there on the beach. I'd fish and pick coconuts." Okay. And then she says, "No, I'd do the fishing and coconut picking. No, you would make thatch scuts, thatch scuts, <laughs> thatch skirts to sell to the tourists." She's saying he will do that. Yes, and, and she's the, saying and he then he, and sells. He says, and then that that he sells thatch, thatch skirts, thatch skirts, skirts by on, the seashore. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then he says, "Fetch one pearl too," which is just basically kind of joking that I'm emasculated. Yeah, and that's the that's the text of the joke, 
which and it's very funny. It's very funny, but it's kind of a way of they are in the scene joking at the old at their own gender roles they're they're falling into. The the very fact that she is saying that is she even is there any note of seriousness or is it only the fact that it's flippant to pretend that she would be the supplier? That's of what. It, well, no, no, no. It's it's the it's 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 trying to make her feel more like a like a real character by joking by joking by joking but joking in a way that but joking that she in assertive accepts like the world you, she's in you know demeaning like playfully demeaning to Flanagan right it's a you know she's not she's, she's got some you know pushback She's got she's, some she's, substance. She's feisty. Yeah. So that's that's what that is. She's feisty, but she conforms to the expectations of someone in her in, in her in her in her in her role. Right? And yeah, and starts talking about kids immediately. Yes. And mm-hmm. and he says kids? 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 Famous line. Famous uh-huh. reading. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would be nice to have a supercut of his uh stop feeling so sorry for yourself, Flanagan, followed by Kids? Just on loop forever. That'd be great. We, we'll make that. I don't know why they waste all this time making this movie uh, two hours long. They could have just done that. Oh, it's so good. So, uh, His Irish accent's the worst. Um, okay, and then we have this bonus short last scene. Yeah. Which I wrote, bonus short last scene is super good. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can really get into it other than saying that it... It, Here's what I like about it. Yes, I, I I wrote down four bullet points. Can you guess? Um, number one, they're number in chronological order. I would say one. Uh, the music sounds like uh, Peter Gabriel. No, but I do like that aspect of it. That's a fifth I, I bullet point. I don't know what the song add. is. It sounds like the opening of Sledgehammer, but it's not. Okay, uh, what else? Uh, okay, number. number well, you're supposed to guess. Uh, you're gonna say uh, Coglin is in shot. I do like that, but that was not one of my bullet points. Okay, here we go. Number one, guy carrying two lighted paper bags. Oh, yeah. You missed that? Well, let's watch what happens. It's great. The first, first thing you see in the scene is a guy crossing from camera left to camera right carrying two lighted paper bags, nice. one in each hand. It's excellent. Second, from camera right to camera left, you got all sorts of action happening. Camera right to camera left, woman carrying a pineapple drink. So you got these just intersecting people. I mean, there's a there's a great ballet of the help at this tourist bar, yes. and that's what kind of makes it really pop. Number three, beach bar looks amazing at night. It, it looks this is beautiful. the first time we've seen the beach bar at night, I think. Yes, and it's lit. It's nice. Well, we got tons of time. Do, do you like the this fact scene. it blacks out and then like it's actually? Oh wait, it doesn't black out. It's the fire. They yeah, exactly. Yes, very clever. Um, okay. Well, we need to get the scene of her talking about the dreadlocks. Okay, case. fine, fine, fine. Come on, in a second. Uh, and then my last point, the thing I like about the beach bar scene, is the extras at the bar don't know where to look. That's the common thread we'll in the movie. Follow their eyes. Yes. Hashtag follow the eyes. <laughs> Hashtag follow their eyes. Okay, watch this. Or listen. Should we stay here forever? Build a little hut over there on the beach? I'd fish and pick coconuts. No, I'd do the fishing and coconut picking. <laughs> no. Yes. Now you would make thatch skirts oh, to sell to the tourists. Really? Mm-hmm. Thatch one, pearl two. <laughs> yeah. We'd never go home. Our kids would look really great in dreadlocks too. Kids? Hmm. 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 There we go. Ready? Oh, paper bags. No, oh, nice paper bags. Oh, pineapple drink. Good movement. It's I'm, great movement. 
How are you making out with that little And it's just so beach? nice, the beach bar at night. How come I've always Extras got are looking everywhere. The they don't know where to look. Well, that's a Christian profession. But that's realistic. If you had two dynamic personalities around you, like Brian Flanagan and Doug Coughlin, you'd, you'd be, be looking. You'd, you'd be, be ping pong, rubber yeah. necking, baby. Absolutely, that's what I like to see. So a few more notes. Yeah. Uh, basically, okay. So when she is her taking off of her top is it's a striptease of sorts, and it's one of the few points in which she has power over him. On the fact that she is physically assulting him and basically bringing him down to the ground, <laughs> of she actually says, "Move away from me," as he reaches towards her and says, "I have power to be alone away from you." as I take off my top as you watch at a distance but I hold power over you. It's the same look in which Cruz Flanagan, Flanagan does to Coglin when he puts a woman's body over himself and, and <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's a very similar sequence. Mm. Uh, and both Well, of, uh, it's similar and different. And both of them, both that scene of putting a black Jamaican woman's body over himself mm. and her talking about the fact that we're going to do all this fun native stuff and have kids in dreadlocks, it is kind of gross that these privileged white people from New York are saying like... Want to live the Jamaican life, Mon. Want to live the Jamaican life, Mon, Mm -hmm. in a way that's kind of cute to imagine doing all these things these people are basically obliged to as they move around and serve them drinks and move around lighted paper bags. It's it's the continuation of the scene earlier where you have the the Jamaican kid lineup with Tom Cruise's head... (laughs) <laughs> a lot I mean, crossing over and into scene. I mean, a yeah. lot of it is so weirdly gross that I mm. feel it actually is intentional text instead of something which is something the movie did not intend. Yeah, I could see. I could. It's, it feels ghoulian. <laughs> it's classic ghoul. Classic. Um, okay, is that we've got we've got a couple things left to do, so we got to wrap up the notes because we got to invent a drink. Yes, we got to rate these five minutes. We got to. Give out contact info. Uh, let's quickly just give advice. If we were on this bar, mm. uh, this this dock right now. Uh, we, sitting on the dock of the he, bar. And he's talking about making a million. Yeah. What would you say? What's a better way to make a million? Immediate, so in his situation, yes. going from here to a million dollars. Yes. What does he have to do? Yes. Because um, he's talking about do, making commodities. Okay. Do I can I do I have my future site or do I only no. have his site? No, you have any only have his. Okay, I just have his site. But you can give yourself intuition. Mm, uh, probably leave Jamaica. Uh, I think he has greater earning potential away from Jamaica. Seems like it. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go to New York. Go to New York. Buy a brownstone. <laughs> <laughs> and then do nothing. And then do nothing for 20 years. And people have said that about you know, Trump's acquisition of wealth, that if he didn't actually do anything, which is developing, and just took the money and just bought general real estate... That he, he would have done better. Would have done better. Yeah. And, yeah. But you didn't know that at the time. Yeah. But you had the intuition. Well, and Flanagan has intuition. And, and they talk in the movie, and somebody owns half of Manhattan. Everyone knows that's, it. That's the solution. It's it's right there in front of him, and he can't see it. And then he needs to start snap flipping. <laughs> You don't should need, be no. snap flipping all over Manhattan. You don't need any any capital. No. Nope. You don't need no to take skills. any risk. No, no skills. Risk, no skills. No credit. But you just make money like mad. It's amazing. You take photos of houses, post them somewhere, and then suddenly you make money. Snap flipping. Uh, okay. I think, that, <laughs> I think that's basically what's going on here. Um, yes. I think it's time for drink of the app. What do you think? Sure. Okay. Seamless. What is going on here?
A great theme. Uh, sell me on why that's appropriate to play. For drink of the app? Yes. It, um, ma- it makes me think about drinking a large amount of shaving cream, which does not appetize me. I mean, several of the drinks we've invented thus far have been less appetizing than shaving cream. And by the way, I think, it, it, just to state once again, we, we do not endorse Barbasol. I actually don't believe in the product at all. Oh, by the way, no, do you no believe one's in, in jars of clay, though? I, I've, 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 no one has commented on them. I've been clean shaving for the last week. I, nope. I mean, I, I, but I use, I use. Uh, I don't have any comments. I use. Uh, use Barbasol every no, day? I, no, never. I use, I use a uh, little, little shaving soap, and I. Uh, Barbasol shaving soap and like a beaver brush. Mm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Powerful stuff. Uh, so, okay, what's your point? My point. What? My, you, I have to convince you why yeah. we're using Close Shave Barbasol as the yeah. theme song. Close I like America. it. But it Close does, Shave America. It, why for this segment? Uh, well, we're we're uh, again we're inventing drinks that are less appealing than Barbasol. So it gives you a low bar. Yep, a low ball. I think it's still not good. I would recommend you reshuffle how that shows up in the show in the future. Okay, maybe we'll put it at the beginning. Couldn't be much worse. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we this is the part of the show in which we create a uh, cocktail based upon these five minutes. It kind of creates the mood, the spirit, uh, the literally the spirit. The je ne sais quoi. Well, that's funny. Okay. okay, so we so we've got well, I, I mean, it probably has to be something about the water waterfall, something waterfall. Okay, it's a it's a J- Jamaican waterfall. Uh, I, um, I I would say you could a, if something you want a, a particular word used, you could say the flugelbinder. The hmm, it's not very. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit. I think it's cute in it's the movie. It's on I don't the nose. Like it. It's a little bit on the nose. It's yeah. a sight gag. The, now the flugelbinder waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah, if there's a way to kind of connect that, it's actually funny though. Flugel, mm. uh, you know what flugel means? Uh, like a like a like a, yep, like a wings. Yeah, wings. Wings. So it's like binding the wings. What? Mm, a wing binder. Yeah. What wing? Wing waterfall. Winged waterfall. Maybe. Okay. It, I think it needs to be whatever we invent. Yeah. It has to be hot and steamy. No, this is cool, cool and cucumber. Cool and cool. Should there be cucumber in it? Yes. Okay, <laughs> Start big, with cucumber. Big, big question: Will this be a real tiki drink, meaning oh. rum and tropical juice? And a well, we are definitely putting a cocktail umbrella you in it. You didn't have to say. I that. can tell you that much. That's obvious. Okay. Well, it took me until now to come should, to that. Conclusion, should we use so. all parts of it? All should, part using all parts of the cocktail umbrella. You mean no, like no, putting the, the rubber band the, in the, the drink? F- the five different commodities I use. I don't co- want to... A, a cocktail umbrella? Serve in an ashtray? Yes. <laughs> I think this is a great You're idea. You're not going to be able to put a cocktail umbrella in an ashtray. Not with that uh, attitude. A, a rare failure to loop. Um, I think we have to have an ashtray. Uh, okay. So serve in an ashtray. Well, what do we have? We have we have a sugar packet. That's easy. Or a toothpick packet. I'm gonna, uh, let's, let's say, say sugar, sugar packet because yeah. that's easy to, easier to put in a drink. Sure. It can just be sugar. Okay. A sugar packet. Um... A cocktail umbrella, yes. A flugel binder. How's that going in the drink? An aglet. You can just. It can garnish. 
Uh, garnish with an aglet or a shoelace. That's nice. That's <laughs> nice. That's nicer. Yeah. Garnish with a shoelace. Yeah. Um, a shoe. S H U E lace. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh. Okay. So, <laughs> good underline. Um. So. Okay. And serve in an ashtray. <laughs> it has to be a deep ashtray. Or it could just be part of it. It could be a multi-tiered drink. Um. You mean oh, like the ashtray is just the is like the coaster, and the cup is oh. sitting in resting in the ashtray. I could Possibly. see that. It needs to be a nice gimmick to make. That this would work. be a nice place to put the shoelace. So you put a shoelace. You put you put the cup in the ashtray. I do like the and fact you wrap of a, a shoelace. Of a, of a shoelace getting really <laughs> grody, just soaking up all. The, I mean, you're basically ruining part of it because one, it's going to soak up all the drink, mm. and then afterwards you'll have this saturated shoelace. You're like. Do I suck on it? It's like, do you want to make your customers suck on your shoelace? Uh, if it's, it's a clean yes. shoelace, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's not that different package. from like a from putting like a. Usually, you don't put absorbent material. Usually, you don't. It. No, you don't. A sponge, maybe. <laughs> I'd say rarely do you put a sponge into a drink. Okay. Well, to clean the to clean but, the glass, but not before you serve. Not it. before you serve it. No. Yes. Uh, well, I think we're we're, we're, what if, we're, what, we're what, dancing around inspiration. What if it was? What if the ashtray was next to the glass? It was served with an ashtray with the shoelace presented on the ashtray, and it's an optional. You can optionally dunk the shoelace. What if it's siphoning it out? It's sucking it down. Not really that does, That's not how that's gonna work. Uh, okay, All right, think, you're right. We're dancing around what this what the substance of this drink is. I think it should be more like you. And put, it's passion. You put, you put part of it in the ashtray and then you dump it into the drink to, to start it. Beautiful. Like baking soda and vinegar. Yeah. Okay. Uh passion. Passion fruit. Um passion fruit. Uh we've got we've got uh ambition. Ambition? We have money. We have billions. Millions. Uh, uh what billions billions of, of cocktail of umbrellas co- generating should, millions of dollars. How many cocktail umbrellas should we have here? Should it be a, a, an absurd amount? Two? How about 10 for the 10 billion? We can't put 10 cocktail umbrellas in a drink. They won't fit. Yes, they will. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think 10 is... I actually, don't I don't think 10. I think... 10 C... Oh, CU. Cocktail umbrella is also cucumber. CU. Sure. Yes. Okay. Um. So we've got cu- cucumber and passion fruit are not going to go well together. Uh, yeah, that's why you put one in the drink, one in the cu- one in the ashtray. Okay, that's good. Cucum- we can put the cucumber in the ashtray. Yes. Um, okay, passion fruit. What, what else we have? So we. What's our base spirit? Well, if it's a tiki drink, it has to be rum. Rum. Do we want two rum? two rums? Blended rums. Uh, how about unblended rums? No, I mean, are we going to blend two rums? Um, are you or you just want to layer them? I I don't think it really matters too much. Okay. I mean, I think let's blend a light rum and a dark rum because why not? Why don't you put that plus passion fruit? You put a dark rum shape. in the ashtray, light rum in the in the. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. So we've got a we've got a mixing tin. This is getting a lot more complicated. We've got a or a, we've got a mixing glass and an ashtray. Yes. How, okay. how many ounces is an ashtray? No, no not white rum. Light rum, like like Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're so we're putting in parentheses PR. Well done. So we're putting we're putting light rum in a mixing glass along with passion fruit. Juice, yes, sure. Um, nectar, nectar, good. Nectar. Uh, in in a in the mixing glass, we then have an ashtray, and we are putting <laughs> cucumber, cu- cucumber, cucumber slices. Cucumber slice. Where did the cucumber come from? Uh, because it was cool. 
cool as a cucumber. Okay, yeah, got I mean, it. This is, it, it's a vibe of this. Okay, cucumber slices in an ashtray with dark rum <laughs> and a shoelace. <laughs> okay, so it's just like a, an unappealing pile of stuff yes. that you can choose to put in your drink, but no one will. Uh, where does the sugar go into? Um, the Not the drink, because we already got the passion fruit syrup not nectar syrup passion fruit syrup that's what where i was looking for i like nectar though fine um so so we already that's gonna we don't i don't think we want to put sugar on top of that well then it goes in um, here though yeah sure a sugar cube perched on top of the ashtray cool cube cube also starts with C. sugar cube is nice because it will make it look like ash hmm um, a pepper, some pepper to make nah, it look I'm not like fe- ash. Not, not feeling it. Okay, well, should, should you? Oh, make that's it- that's where you draw the line on what to put in this ashtray. Should you pour it from the ashtray into the main drink like a waterfall? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, you shouldn't. But we will leave <laughs> that option to the listener. Yes. Uh, okay. What else are we putting in the main drink? Because we're pretty shy here. We've got passion fruit nectar and light rum. Um. Uh, I would say you should, probably should have some sort of something um, sour, yeah. so like um, I mean, uh, lime juice, yeah, uh, lime orange juice, juice pineapple yeah, juice. Orange a bit sweet. Um, Pine- well, yeah, with passion fruit, it's probably lime because we've got yeah. Uh, the wh- passion fruit's going to be super sweet. One lime, one 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 ounce lime. I mean, one lime is not an appropriate drink measurement. One well, one one lime. one ounce lime, one lime juice. Is an ounce. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then crushed ice in the main drink? Uh, I think it should be strained. No, because we're going to do the waterfall thing. I think you want the... Oh, okay. You, yeah, yeah, you want the thing that you're pouring the waterfall into. What, what kind of glass is the main thing? Uh, the main thing is like a... Like a double-fashioned? Uh, triple-fashioned. <laughs> they do sell those, but... Well, okay, double-fashioned. Um, double-fashioned. Okay, so we've got passion fruit nectar, light rum, one ounce lime. Yeah, I would say this also contains some, like something really thick and syrupy, like grenadine. Sure, throw yeah. it in there. I don't care what's in the ashtray because I'm not putting it in my drink. <laughs> uh, okay, and then also po- poaching. Do not put pochine <laughs> in the ashtray. I that's you the one. You don't care. I, that's where I draw the line. You say you don't care. Don't put pochine. I pochine. We put pochine in our first drink, that and sounds, I said I would never put it in any other drink. That sounds like a great hit song. Don't put pochine <laughs> in my ashtray. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. Um, but, but a shoelace is fine. A sho- the shoe. Well, as long as it's a clean shoelace, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, we. I do still feel like we're light on the main drink here. Half an ounce grenadine. It's gonna be very, very. S- no, we're not put. I don't want to put no. any more syrupy in here. No, but no, I, in, what in, we could, in this. Quarter, oh, whatever. It's grenadine. in the ashtray. It doesn't matter. But you want a waterfall. It's it's now gonna be a blood waterfall. You realize? <laughs> it's, we, Is that made a name? It, we made it very red. Blood waterfall. <laughs> I don't think that accurately describes <laughs> these five minutes. No, not really. Um. Did we? So it's something waterfall. We need to name this drink quickly too. Okay. We. I guess we need to lock this. I'm. I'm worried about the balance of the main mixer, but or of the main uh, mixing glass. But whatever. We're fine. Okay. Read it back. What do we have? Okay. We have the main glass: uh, passion fruit nectar um, or syrup, uh, light rum. Uh, let's say two uh, ounces. Two ounces. Yeah. And this should be one ounce. I'm gonna need it. Or half. An ounce. Um, half an ounce passion fruit juice. It's very sweet. Yes. One ounce lime crushed ice that you serve within in a double old-fashioned glass. Uh, I think it should be taller. It should be like an empty zombie glass. Okay. It's going to be hard to pour into that, though, because it's not wide. Well, you get a funnel. F- 
fun. I don't think that's nice. I think you want to be able to serve it. I think double, uh, just double fashion. Just keep it double fashion. Big old glass. <laughs> a big old glass. Okay, great. Okay, then in the other one, we have basically cucumber slices. How many? I'd say four. Sure. Yeah, of, of whatever thing you want. Dark rum. I'd say uh, ha- uh, uh, one ounce, half an ounce. Um, half an ounce of dark rum. Dark no, an ounce. An ounce. Okay, gotcha. Uh, a cube of sugar. A quarter ounce of grenadine. Uh, I don't think grenadine is not necessary. Let's kill the grenadine. Kill it. Okay, and then in a shoelace. <laughs> and and then you pour it into the main glass. Great. If you dare. Great. Uh, and what's it called? It's called the... Well, water... Pat, Pat, mi- millionaire's Waterfall. Millionaire's Waterfall. Okay, the Millionaire's wa- The Millionaire's Waterfall or Millionaire's Waterfall? It, does, it doesn't matter. I think, I think drop the the. It's cleaner. Okay, Millionaire's Waterfall. Great, and that's All right. drink of the And app. that has been Drink of the app. Nope, not, not that one. Days get shorter and shorter, nights longer and longer. Okay. Before you know it. All right, uh, we have limited time. Before this ends. One, one more what? Hours. Two more things before this ends. Two more things. We what? Well, we're, we have with to... this in contact. Stop feeling so sorry we're watching the movie Contact. We watch movie Contact. Hey. Yeah. Ah. quick two hours. We we have contact. Uh, yes, um, we are going to now rate these so? five minutes in everyone's favorite segment. Uh, that is the segment that we call. Uh, what do we call it again? Flare in the air. That's right. Wow. Yeah, we're a mess at the end of the show. All right. Um, welcome. <laughs> this is Flare in the Air. This is take the variable Flare as I view and rate the movie as a whole as a whole. And these, uh, everything up to these five minutes as a whole, including these five minutes and these five minutes in isolation as a whole. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the movie. Movie as a whole as a whole. Yes. Yeah, ready. Three, two, one. Three and a half stars. Okay. Okay. I don't need to write this down. Okay, then the movie is a whole up to this point. Okay. Three, two, one, four and a half stars. stars. Okay. Uh, these five minutes. Okay. Three, three two, two, one, one three, and a half stars. Three and a half stars. <laughs> I guess the, the conversation scene was... Pre- okay, two stars. It's it's not much to engage with, but it's actually... I there think is some pu- substance there. There's a lot of cool, like, you know, colors and shapes. It, you know, you just kind of stare at it. <laughs> some fun. cool fighting. Oh, the fighting is great. Yeah, cool I waterfall. I mean, I'd say this is... It's, it's, it's the perfect amount of something where nothing happens. You know? Mm-hmm. Nothing's I would not. That's uh, not how I would describe it. But it's cool. You just, you just like you're, It's like you're hanging. Cool as a cucumber like and hot out, as passion fruit. It's like you're hanging on vacation. And that's been flare and in the air. That's been flare in the air. Now, if you want to contact us, make sure this is at full volume when you play it, because that's our, that's why this is getting worse and worse that, every week. That's how people are going to contact us. Uh, yeah, is, that's it, not the right one. Good. There we go. Okay, okay no, let's. Play if it. you want to contact us, here you go. Listening from episode of Earful of Cocktail. You can contact us the email address. Staff at Earful of Cocktail. Okay, well, that's how you better and better every week. It really does. I didn't think phase errors could be quite that bad, but 
There's a lot of things that are bad happening at the same time. That's true. So this has been uh, Earful of Cocktail. An Earful and of how, And how do we end it? Cocktail. You know, <laughs> I don't know how we end the show. How? Tell, walk me through it. I think we just basically have to give people one last thing to kind of put in their pocket and say, boy, what a wonderful world two hours I've spent with you. Yes. And just and walk away humming. Yes. And and what would that be? Well, in the meantime, we say... darling. We'll stick with the brew. We'll stick with the brew. Maybe some fruit cocktail then. Milk, hot chocolate.